0: introducing yourself so people know who the amazing Allie Williams is
1: sure oh my gosh um thank you for gassing me up my name is Allie Williams um and I I own multiple businesses so um I have a Silicon Valley background um I started at Coke worked at Bumble Facebook um I've had my hands in a lot of different pots um but my bread and butter is really marketing so i help people build out their digital footprint with my agency malibu media and then i also am a business coach which brings me so much joy um and really today we're talking about how to price your offer and just all of the the messy beautiful pieces and parts of that so i'm really excited to be able to dive deeper into that and all the other questions um because in my experience i've actually had seven different companies i've had one acquired one failed and three really successful. Um, and now I have four additional. Um, and in that I've had to price a lot of offers and a lot of things, and um, I've learned many, many you know great things and and not great things along the way in that. Oh my god, wait,
0: this is all like half of this was new to me too. I'm so excited. Okay, cool. I love that. Yay, perfect. <laughs> so Allie and I actually know each other because Allie is my business coach. Allie and I started working together a little bit over three months ago. And honestly, a lot of the questions I'm gonna ask you, I have exactly the same ones, and you taught me so much. That's why I'm like so excited for everybody like to hear your answers and like to pick your brains. So yeah. Awesome. Oh my gosh, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and before we start, I want to say a real quick, thank you to um, Lunafire for sponsoring this club. And um, later on, later on, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it. So I just want to jump right in. Uh, can you tell us a little bit how you ended up coaching people and what do you love most about it?
1: Yeah. Okay. So I started to coach people you know it's actually quite funny and this is you know serendipitous in a way um, and I think you know some of the best parts of life are like this I uh, in you know up until COVID did not charge for coaching um, but I would sit down and I would get coffee with so many people speak into so many different businesses um, I was a part of multiple accelerators um, in Silicon Valley and in Austin so I got to pour into a lot of different businesses and did a lot of proper business coaching. But I was just really focused on building my personal businesses. So it wasn't something that really like, I don't know, stood out to me. Um, and then when COVID started, I had a lot more free time, which I think a lot of us did. And I had, Many many people in the in the middle of pivot or pivots who looked up to me at that time and um and still do I hope and they yeah. were calling me and calling and calling and so I literally um a lot of our work client work was put on hold and that was something that we could do just because we wanted like our clients to feel really comfortable as we navigated the pandemic with ad spend and all the different things we did um and so on my tuesdays and thursdays i would just take calls with people who were in my dms and were asking me questions and we're in scarcity in the middle of pivots etc um and so one girl kept calling me and kept dming and then she's like can i just pay you so i don't feel guilty and i was like i don't really need you to you know i don't really need anyone to pay me uh, but then i was like you know what yeah i think i can really help you like let's do this and it, that was my first container like proper and I had had many business coaches up until that point, so it was, like, so funny to me because, like, being on the other side of the table felt weird at first. But, um, oh, my gosh, it really just took off from there. And, and now I coach 10 people at a time, and I don't think I'll ever have a time where I don't um, because I, I've wanted to create so many different businesses, but I don't have the time. So I, I look at business coaching as, like, a way that I can, like, you can take it even farther than I could you know, and it it makes me so excited. So it's just the biggest blessing and I love it.
0: Okay, cool. Let's jump into the juicy question. So I know that a lot of your clients, probably all of them, I'm assuming, like have their own business. And I'm sure that most of them are probably as confused about pricing their offers as I was. <laughs> so, what do you usually like take into consideration first when somebody like doesn't know how to price their services or products at all? Let's say like they're kind of like in the newish beginnings of their like business. Like, I feel like I know, I'm probably combining like many questions in one now. But I I feel like when we start out, we have a tendency of lowballing our offers and prices so like what do you how do you how are they like able to kind of like benchmark and see because right some of them might have very specific businesses and it's not really like publicly accessible like how much are your competitors charging so like how do you usually approach a situation like that
1: yeah yeah okay so there are a lot of ways i want to say this first and foremost integrity is like the most important part of your business and when you are not rooted in integrity and confidence in what you can deliver through your packages, pricing, offers, etc., you're not gonna sell them. And if you're not selling them, it doesn't matter how high the package is or how sexy it is, it's very unproductive, right? It's just a hobby, it's not a business. So what we really wanna focus on when creating our offers um, and when just creating uh, you know, a really sound pricing board is One, understanding the value you can bring for a business. Um, And that, again, that touches on that integrity aspect of it um, and more so just the impact that you can make on their business. So making sure that, you know, if you are a sales consultant, that, you know, if you are charging, you know, $300 for um, $600 worth of leads, like you, you can kind of compare that benchmark off of it. Um, but then, as you grow, you can bring in more. It makes more sense to grow in that right direction. So, what I really like is if you've left a full-time job, um, if you've ever, you know, worked in this industry before, looking at your salary, um, and you can always break down what you made. If you take the first two digits of what you made and divide it in two, that is your hourly rate. So, if you make fifty k a year, then that means you're making twenty-five dollars an hour. Um, and then working that into your package and what you are, your offers and what you're offering then. So like, make sure that you're budgeting out how much time is this going to take me? Do I have a little bit extra buffer unless it, in, in case it takes me more time? Um, you know, all of the different elements that go into that as far as time goes, and then making sure that your hourly rate at that point is kind of resembling what you are doing. I always encourage people when they're just getting started to get three it only takes one to be legitimate at what you do. It only takes three to get to a point where you have built some confidence, you have testimonials, you know how to walk the walk. So at that point, I want you to look at the results and the impact you have taken and then start to make moves in the right direction of pricing that is fit for what that would be. So if I go to someone who owns, uh, you know, some digital marketing platform, like they need help on digital marketing and as a platform. Um, I'm going to go to them and I'm not going to say like, hey, this is $500 for me to do this, but I'll make you $50,000. That doesn't make sense to them, right? Like that does, that seems way too good to be true. So make sure that you are asking for what you necessarily need to make something happen. Um, Make sure that with those resources and, and with this ask that you are taking care of one, that you have the room and the resources to like really follow through on the promise, Um, and that it it is making sense with the the value that you are bringing that customer and client, and it's super different when it comes to creative versus sales versus finance, everyone and every division and industry is different, Um, but again, competitor analysis in that is really good and then you know, cross-referencing even in other industries what those are doing and then looking at your results and what impact you can make and then kind of taking from there is going to be a great place. And I know that's, that's very like general and broad, but those are some really great stepping points. And then what I will do is a firm foundation plan. So I will figure out, okay, so I ideally want X amount of clients and I want them at this rate And then I want to, in three years, be bringing in this impact for my clients at, you know, this rate of time spent with them, you know, these different offers, these different services for them. Um, And I want, you know, this much rest time, this much vacation time. Make sure you can backwards engineer it and make sure you can still over deliver for them. Um, So that's a lot of information. Do you have any additional questions for that in uh, well, I well
0: not question, but I think what a lot of people, I think the mistake they make. But I wanted to get your like feeling on this. Is that right? they think oh this job takes me three hours this is why I should charge them like three hours but in the end right you when you kind of like pre or like preset your rate and when you when you do like the work before you charge those like three hours basically you also want to consider things like PTO because you're not gonna have anybody that like pays your vacation times and things so whatever you like calculate into your rate that they consider like all of that if this makes sense does it? yeah yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. That totally makes sense. That your healthcare, all of those different things. Well and also what you have under your belt. So like when I say, you know, calculate your hourly rate and you know, charge additionals for what it's worth to run your own business when you start. So making sure it's a fair rate, um, then looking at that impact, like I was saying, and making sure that you're also charging for your expertise. Right? So like I made a huge mistake with that. I put on a viral campaign for Coke. Coca Cola, and I didn't know how to quantify it because that was like my one hit wonder when I was just starting out, right? Um, But realistically, if you just put it forward, you can quantify it quite easily when it comes to ad spend, dollars, etc. So make sure you are on top of that, adding for what you're bringing if you can guarantee it, right? You don't want to like over promise, and I think that's that's the, the thin line we walk as freelancers and as you know um people who own their own businesses um you don't want to over promise and under deliver so balancing out your rates so that you can guarantee something and it can be a very integrous um interaction and transaction um but yeah making sure that you're personally taken care of because you are not operating at an hourly rate you are not an employee and they know that
0: that just had me it reminded me of this like one meme or quote that I see on Instagram like all the time is like for cutting the wire it's gonna be a thousand dollars. like cutting the actual wire is one dollar but 999 is the amount you pay because I know which wire I have to cut.
1: Yep absolutely And that that expertise is something that is like worthy of acknowledgement but you have to acknowledge it first right like someone else off the street can't just read your mind um someone you're pitching to they don't know your value you're approaching them right so understanding that the fact that you know which wire figuratively to to cut that is so true in every industry and a lot of the times too what you're good at you might not realize your magic might not seem like magic to you because you do it but letting yourself have the space to understand that no no this is worthy of you charging for and and asking for it. and again having a scalable you know after six months and 18 clients at this rate with these results i'm going to scale to this number and then so on and so forth having that growth plan is really important
0: i love that um i honestly um i had that question too and i remember i asked you about it but i wanted to hear like for everybody to like hear your answer so in general, would you say that businesses or freelancers should more like bundle their rates to more like have like a retainer or do you say sometimes it's really like okay or better to charge like an hourly rate?
1: You know, it depends on what you're doing. It's so funny because these are all such fluid questions Yeah. Um, for every industry and everyone. I think you need a set hourly rate and your hourly rate needs to be worked out with you know, your paid time off, your, all of the elements that keep you afloat and secure. Um, and so your hourly rate is going to be higher than any of your bundles or your packages. That's just that, that is for ad hoc work, you know, anything that if someone desperately needs you, um, if someone just wants a taste of what it looks like, you want them to be paying what you are worth and not just get like a discounted version of that. And so when it is an hourly situation, um, make sure that you're setting the stage that you can be successful, right? So like asking for what you're worth so you have the space to deliver the best results is very important, one, first and foremost. And then um, in addition to that, I would say um, bundles and packages are very important. And I like, again, this is different in different industries, but I do think I can say this across the board. You need a specific environment to be successful. I see that with everyone that I work with. And, you know, having enough knowledge, being properly onboarded, you know, seeing into the dynamics of the team or the back end of the ads, or, you know, how everything takes time to be created, you know, what the, the overall campaign and like just specific like needs are. Um, those are all very, very important for people. And so um, being able to bundle up an experience that's going to create an ideal environment for you to deliver what you've promised is really important for you. Um, And it's important for your employee, your employer, your client, whoever it is, um, to know that too. Like everyone involved needs to understand that, hey, I'm not a one trick wonder that with one hour, at $500 can just like make this magic happen, unless that is something you can do in your industry. Realistically, you need a specific setup. Um, so having bundles that bring in all of the elements and then kind of align the stars and give you more control, that helps you and saves the client time. Because there's nothing worse than investing in someone who promises something and can't do it. So I love bundles, I love packages. Um, I recommend a three tier package system Um, and really focusing on selling that middle and that high one entry level is just that first one for people who are a little bit, um, just nervous, right. Um, but always having upsells and bundles, um, so that people can understand, like, you know, the more that I, you allow me into this more that we can thrive is really important in agency world and in freelance world. I've seen, again, it could be different in different industries
0: got it oh my god that smells so good thanks for like answering all this um, of course the next one i think that's a very interesting one when do you know it's time to increase your price and how do you ask a client you're currently working with that you're gonna increase your price like how do you um how do you like even start a conversation like this like what are some things some advice you would give people that are in this situation to like focus on should you like highlight like how you're going to add more value and that's why you're asking for the higher price or like what are some like things you think they should be taking into consideration?
1: Yeah, okay. So gosh, this is it's different for everyone again, but I uh, I as a general rule, think once you have I like to set specific benchmarks when I bring a client on and I step into a room of saying these are our specific objectives. Like communication is key in any relationship and over communication straight up when it comes to someone that you're working with is usually the best way to go because clarity is so kind to them and it's kind to you. So getting very specific specific deliverables (laughs) and expectations, um, that's going to allow you to move into a place of like more confidence in your relationship one, Um, But in those expectations, I will always say, hey, when it comes to agency work especially, or something where it's like a longer term job, um, hey, so at this entry point, this is what we're really agreeing on. I'm gonna be able to keep you in the loop on that. We're gonna over communicate. We're going to do everything that we possibly can to make all of this happen, of course. With that, you can go two ways. You can set a bonus and saying like, if I do X in addition to that, I work really well on bonus incentives. So if that's something you ever wanna keep in your back pocket, I I recommend it. I've had really great success. Here's a case study with my last client where I did that. Um, So that can be one way. So they can understand like, hey, I'm incentivizing them to do even better. And I think like I'll do that for launches as an example. So someone will pay me a 7,000 flat fee um, for me to just run all ads for a launch of a new product, a course, whatever it is that they're putting out there. That takes a lot of expertise on my end, and they know when they put it in my hands, it's gonna be done well. In addition to that, if they want to pay a little bit lower, one, or if they wanna hit some crazy freaking goal, then I'll say, okay, if we hit over this, then I will take 5% of everything that we make. So that incentivizes me and my team to work our butts off at a price that's really good for them um, to make sure that all of us are staying very, very motivated That is different project by project and industry by industry but in marketing that works very well and in sales that works very well so starting with that one the other road that you can take is setting that retainer and doing your work especially if you don't have like results that you can kind of reference if you're in a more creative sphere or something like that um and after three months what i always say is at the end of this let's do a review So I love contracts, I love retainers that have specific due dates because I have confidence in the team and the business that I've created and the work that we do. It will always um, go above and beyond expectations. And so I never have any issue because I know it's done in integrity and I encourage you to have the same mindset of if I go above and beyond, the whole time I'm gonna be identifying things that I could do in addition to make their experience better because they brought me in to a blind spot and they can't see what they don't know to look for, right? And so I will always keep note of that. And then at the end of a contract coming up on a renewal, I will always just bring in a proposal of, we can renew at X and I think that will do great. And this is the projection of where I think that will take us over the next three, six, 12 months, whatever it is. But if you are craving more, this is where I would really like to take you. And you can paint a vision for them. And you only paint visions that you can follow through on, obviously. But making sure that they know that, hey, what we just did was lay a foundation. We would love to take you here though. If you do that, this is what the price increase is going to look like. If you've maxed out your services and you don't have anything else to offer, what you might do too is just come in and say, hey, we hit all of these benchmarks, which we set very clearly in the beginning. And so we would love to renew, but I would love to be able to come in with even more precision and care. And so I was wondering, would you be open to talking about bringing the retainer rate up so that I can have more space to do that and devote it to this project? Um, so it is, it is, you know, eloquently in those conversations. Um, that we're able to really take our work to the next level but also just take their results to the next level and I find that is it makes selling quote-unquote so much easier raising prices so much easier because really you're just coming into a place of hey I would like to bring more of my expertise to this table and I would like more stillness and tools in order to make that happen is that something that will benefit you as well
0: damn that was like major mic drop I love that
1: Oh my gosh, yay! Thanks. I'm so glad. It's I've I've eaten a lot of shit, you guys. This. So <laughs> learn from me because I've had a lot of really successful conversations in that after a lot of really bad conversations in that.
0: Oh my god, it's so good. Um, you need to hold my hand if I'm like ever at that stage that I. And I think also it was great because I just learned that. Um, I feel like my contracts are kind of like set up in a wrong way because they're just auto renew the whole time. So, and I think if they expire at a certain time, there's like a better situation that you can kind of like go back and like, look at the milestones you've accomplished and then be like, Hey, going forward, this is what I wanted to do. But I don't think like yeah. my contracts are set up like this, like right now. So you should probably figure that out. Yeah.
1: The, and you'll get there once we, once you have a team, it's a lot easier because if you're really stuck in fulfillment, it's hard to have that more visionary, hey, I'm coming to pitch you, I'm, I'm coming to pet you, I'm coming to have this conversation with you. So it, you know, there's a time and a place. Uh, but yeah, your next move will be, if you're on a month to month or a retainer uh, that is just like auto-renewing, you wanna be able to put the intention in, um, but know that the intention and those pit, that pitching comes with some big girl conversations and some possibility for rejection. And know that that's okay but you want to be out of scarcity before you move into that so make sure you have what you need before you you dive right into it
0: got it no that's great i wanted to uh, touch base on something you said earlier real quick um which was kind of having like a low ticket and medium offer and like a high like a, a very like high valid priced high ticket offer High not valid high ticket price offer and um, what what is your experience when you say like that if If anybody like didn't have that yet, and I'd say like you only have like very high ones. I mean, the chances are, I mean, you, and you, well, I mean, kind of like struggling how to like ask this, but I guess if you only have any offers that are like super high value, that are like very expensive, I would say, but you still have a lot of like clients that want that you don't necessarily need like a low ticket offer, right?
1: Yeah. So you're asking, like, do you need a lower ticket offer necessarily if you're just, like, really in the high? Yeah. In the highs? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the way that I look at it is lower ticket offers, if you have the capacity, are amazing to build people up and bring them to your higher ticket offers. Um, But if you really just operate out of a place of, like, pitching to your ideal clients and, um, you know, more referral-based, the lower ones probably aren't necessary if you don't want to mess with it. Um, it's just more of a natural funnel. Like one example is I have a conference. So like I'm selling into a conference currently. It is a $2.99 buy-in. There are, there I say there are 100 seats. There are really actually like 80 seats, I realize, but that's fine. So there are 80 seats. Um, all of those women are not necessarily in a place to go into my high ticket or medium ticket offer. Those are much higher investments in the 1000s of dollar range. And so I'm my entry point with that is freebies that are all live through social media, cold ads or retargeting ads, that next step is very naturally okay, a buy in. But instead of them having to go to a two or a $5,000 investment, what would it look like if they just got in a room and were exposed to the magic? of working with me and working with my team and being a part of this community right and that just will over time prime them to eventually go into the middle offer and maybe possibly the high offer um so that's the way that i look at it um you can look at it in different ways to like authors technically are priming people to trust them so it's a lot easier to you know sell um, tickets to an event when you bring a really, you know, best-selling offer, author, um, because so many people have been touched by their voice. So I uh, just understanding, like, it, it kind of depends on where you are, what your revenue goals are, and what, you know, your, like, specific goals are when it comes to, like, your community. So if you want a lower ticket, you know, offer or self-study or anything like that, that a course, whatever, um, you know, that's a, a smaller fish, um, but it could be priming that fish into in five years, you know, be a big fish in your world. So it, it just depends on how long game you're going and what your goals are long-term. Got it. Awesome. Great.
0: And I know you have a hard stop in two minutes. So I'm just wanted to make sure that everybody knows how can they, everybody like find you and support you on social media or beyond?
1: Yeah. Okay. So you can find me at right up your alley. It's a double l double e and um, that's a great place where you can um, just be poured into um, one and then two we have a new website going up on friday tomorrow um, with everything if you want to go check out what coaching or any of my courses look like um, and then i also own an agency called malibu media so if you ever need support um in bringing your voice and your vision to life digitally that's a great place to go And I have a podcast called Right Up Your Alley as well. So you can go to the link in my bio, on my website, or um, on my Instagram and download that. But I speak into people a lot there as well. Yes, I can't wait for that. Awesome. I know. I know. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't be shy. Come and ask me questions if you have them. I love to take the time to answer.
0: That's cool. I know you have to hop off, but I wanted to tell everybody in the audience a little bit about Lunafi, so I totally understand when you have to hop off, you're very busy, so... Oh, you want to say on okay cool nice okay awesome nice okay <laughs> no i thought you had art so that's cool um so no no it's cool it's cool it's funny because um i mean right you like you know like i work with lunify and they're like sponsoring this club and um, it's honestly like i i struggle so much with doing anything that has to do with like finances so like lunify is like really cool because they really help me like simplify everything you get like real time estimations of your tax savings and anything you owe so far in taxes, which is really great because last year I was hit with this massive amount of taxes I had to pay. So this year I'm like really prepared with that and it really helps you um, to really separate your personal from your business expenses. Yeah, you no, yeah, your business and personal. Yeah, you basically keep everything separate, even though it's in one account. And you can uncover any hidden expenses you have and potential write-offs and things like this. And the best part is, it's completely free. So if you ever want to check it out, Ellie or everybody in the audience, um, you can download it um, from the Apple App Store or you can visit lunify.co Co. Awesome.
1: <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I'm sure everyone here can agree that. Anything I mean, tax related, anything,
0: anything finance related, and taxes so and legal related is a nightmare, so this really helps. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Well, thank you so much, and thank you to Lunify. This was amazing.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Elliot. See you soon. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody.
1: Bye.